Thanks for listening to the SidePod podcast. On this episode, we did a mid-season review. We went over our predictions from the beginning of the season and how they stack up to the current standings. Our friend Waffles was back on the show to talk about some of the driver's performances, give his take on uh, the state of Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull, all these top teams. And we just kind of had fun looking back on the year so far and talking about how everybody's doing. All right, here's the show. You're listening to the Side Pod Podcast. Formula One. The Side Pod Podcast. Here's Pat and Ted. Welcome to the Side Pod Podcast. We're back again for sort of a mid-season review and here with yeah. as usual Pat Dog. Hello, hello. How you feeling? I'm I'm feeling good. It's weird that half the season's already gone, but it's good to look back at everything. Feels like it's been long. I don't know. It's, Maybe the season it, feels long to me. It does, but at the same time it's weird to think that like it's already halfway done. We are also here with Waffles. Waffles, how Yo. you feeling? I'm feeling good, feeling excited. Ready to do this. Yes, yeah, same. I think Very we have good. some stuff to look at here between a couple of big misses by me and Pad Dog early on the season. Uh, I think most importantly, the fact that we were calling for Zach Brown's job and now he's got the McLaren team there in fifth place or something like that. Yeah, it is kind of crazy. So would you like to start off with us just simply going through the constructor standings and seeing where we placed each driver? Yeah, let's just try to like, let's talk a little bit about like maybe bring in like some highlights for each team too. Like uh, moments from the races that maybe these teams can hang their hat on despite because this Red Bull is so high in the standings too, you know, yeah. like there's really so we'll, nothing we'll, to talk about aside from Red Bull. Let's, let's find something to talk about. We'll start it off nice and easy with the last place team currently sitting in P10. We have Alpha Tari with three points. Um, well, considering preseason, wait, hold on. Hello. I'm Ryan, here. you're yeah. Ryan, you're echoing ever so slightly. Oh, are Just you getting enough. yourself in the background? Yes. Is that is that be like normal? No, I mean I did. I'm glad that you heard no, it. No, no, no. I'm just like I just I I want to make sure that it doesn't like Let me turn my speaker down feedback. A bit. I just want not to feedback. No, you made a you make a good point there. How about now? Hello, hello, hello. Perfect. Okay, so we'll start with the number 10 team with a, an entire three points, Alpha Tari. And we had Alpha Tari. We have, uh, we had Yuki sitting at P18 and Nick DeVries sitting at P15. And wow, were we wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness. I mean, we got the team, we got the team kind of in the right place, but we, the drivers are pretty tough. We didn't get that even close. Well, as of we were close with this Yuki. Yuki is P seventeen. Okay, so he with all it. with all three points, so he's not bad. Nick DeVries, though, is no longer an F one driver, and has been replaced with Daniel Ricardo. Here's my big talking point, and I will. I'll ask Ryan first, just because you didn't follow as much, and you're not as knowledgeable about the subject. It makes it actually better. Okay. 
in the essence of sports, this guy didn't even have half a season to prove his worth in a sport. Oh, yeah. If you take that in any sport, baseball, football, soccer, you, you name it, is half a season enough time to judge anyone well, on their ability? I think it could be if we're talking like like Urban Meyer was coach of the Jaguars for like eight games in his first season, and then they fired him. But he was just a bad coach. So, like, is he just a bad driver? Like, is it enough? To, like, He also won, I think, the Waffles. You might know this. Tell me if I'm wrong. I am pretty sure he won the F2 title, the Formula E title, and a GTE title. I'm not 100% sure on that. Remember, one, he, uh, he won Formula E. I don't remember if he won Formula 2. But you know, he's like a tr- he's a tried and true proven formula driver. So it was very shocking to see one his poor performances. I mean, I know the Alvatari is a tractor, but one is po- he got completely outpaced by Sonoda, and I mean lo- lost his seat. Didn't score a single point in the season. So one of two drivers to not score a point so far in the season, which. Is uh, pretty rough. Guys, keep riffing. I'm gonna go get some headphones. No, you're good. Um, so waffles. I'll ask you. Do you think, knowing Formula One and how everything works, do you think it was fair for them to sack Nick DeVries for Ricardo? You gotta look. You gotta look at it from kind of the management perspective, Nick. Got him quite. A, I don't remember how many it crashes, but he definitely crashed once or twice. That cost the team money. Similar to why Mick Schumacher got sacked last year from Haas. I was actually thinking the exact same thing. I was thinking that was one of the reasons too, because he had in, in, in Canada he had a crash. Like, do you say you're gonna be right back? Well, I'm, I'm, right I'm back. I'm back. Oh, okay. Um, he had a crash in Canada with Magnuson, I believe. Um. He just, yeah, he hasn't gotten results. He had multiple crashes. Like, I just, I'm shocked. They didn't even, they didn't even wait till the summer break to drop him. Like, they come two laps, two races early. I don't, and do you think that was to give Ricardo more, like a, a couple races before so. the summer break? Yeah, I think Red Bull still loves Ricardo. I mean, the way Horner still gave him the opportunity. Yeah, so I mean, I he's definitely a, think they just favored him. And I think if you're comparing it to like other sports too, you definitely would rather get the new guy in there sooner rather than later. Like if you know that the current guy is just not it for the job, like why would you, why would you wait any longer? Yeah, and Ricardo's a fan favorite. Like yeah. everyone likes him, and that's great. People pleaser. Yeah, like that's that just makes it look good. It was as the team, you kind of get off without like any sort of ramifications because you're getting rid of the worst driver with. Somebody that everybody loves. Yeah. And, I mean, so far, Ricardo, I mean, two races. His first race, he got hit in turn one and still made a recovery to have a decent finish. His second race, uh, he was really nowhere to be found all weekend at Spa. But, I mean, it's still, he's only two races in. We'll have to see where he goes for the rest of the season because I think between him and, between Ricardo and um, Sonoda, I think, those are two names fighting for that other Red Bull seat. Yeah. Fight for uh, Perez's seat. Yeah. I mean, you guys are talking about the two of the bottom five drivers. 
are going to take uh, the second place driver's job. What? I mean, AlphaTauri is the sister team for Red Bull, so yeah, that's like that's like the where they're. No, junior yeah, team. that makes sense. Let's take the uh, the driver Yuki. He's got three points. Let's replace him. Let's place Perez with that guy. Make it make sense to me. Because the, obviously the cars aren't on the same like pace. Like the the Alpha Tauri is a car that's just made to like get you used to Formula One and see so, you your skills in a bad car. You're telling me Perez wouldn't have more than three points in the Alpha Tauri? Okay, so besides for Perez, every other driver that has driven in the Red Bull has come from Alpha Tauri or Tori Rosso, as it was. So Perez is the only driver that has been brought in besides for them. So it's just his favoritism. Like, is he just getting a raw deal because? He's not from, like, the sister team? No, I just think that... I, I think they're... I honestly... I don't know... I, what, what is his contract, Waffles? Do you know? Is he making a lot of money? Is, yeah, I, I don't I think, think so. he's making a lot of money. Like, I just think they gave him a drive just to have someone to fill in the seat pie for cheap. So um, you think, like, his contract coming up, he's going to have to ask for more money, as he should. He's in second place. You know? I don't think... I don't think he'll get more money. Do you I'm think they brought sure. him on on a contract that they expected him to be second place no, yeah. overall? No, they, there's a contract where he has to be within so many points of Max Verstappen to keep his bonus. And I'm pretty sure he's not reaching that. Certain bonuses. But that's not his fault. Yes, it is. Max is just sick. <laughs> if you can't compete with your teammate, that is your fault. He had a series of crashes and everything. He's back. Oh, poor form. He's back now, but I don't think if Ma- if your teammate is easily just dishing out better results than you on a regular basis, like who do you have to excuse but yourself? Yeah, maybe we should pick somebody else who's won a race. Oh wait, it's just Sergio and Max <laughs> because they're in the Red Bulls. Of course, that's the only team that's won. I bet you Fernando Alonso. No, you're right. Maybe to- we should just pick the driver with the most podiums. Behind Max. I mean, Alonso only has one less, <laughs> and he's in a way worse car. I don't know, guys. I think Russell, Leclerc, Hamilton, and Alonso could all beat Perez in the same car. And Norris. Oh, yeah. I actually, mm-hmm. I actually think, I actually think of the top eight guys in the standings right now. All of them could beat Perez in the same car. Now you guys are you're changing it up a little bit though because you're right. If you took one of those good drivers and put them in the Red Bull, they'd be better than Perez for sure. Yes, he's not a good driver. But we're he's talking not. about replacing him with Sonoda or Ricardo. Yeah, because they're under Red Bull contract. It'd be easy for them. Oh, they would have to. They cheap. would have to. Buy, they would have to buy out someone else's contract because no no one else's contract ends at the end of the year. Yeah, they have to buy someone out, and that would be super expensive. Fair. Like that would just not be. Worth. I think so. It's a bit of money ball involved too. This isn't just like they can. Aff- they don't want to go out and just buy the best driver. Like they're trying to cut costs a little bit. Oh well, yeah, I mean they're also Max has the biggest contract. He has the largest largest salary of anyone besides Lewis, I believe. Hmm. I think they're tied. So I mean, Max probably isn't cheap. Oh no, Max is fifty million a year. I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's ridiculous. It's, he's one of the highest paid athletes. To exist right now, I think. $50 million a year is a lot of money. I mean, that's like a bench player in the NBA, but... $50 million is a bench player in the NBA? <laughs> swear to God. Yeah, I don't lie. I think it is. Like, I think a contract just happened. Josh Hart got signed for five years, $90 million. And he's like the second point guard on the Knicks. 
Jalen Brown, I think. Steph, Steph, like... Cur- Steph Curry, it, Steph Curry's contract is fifty one point nine million for the season. So no, for the season. That's... Is Max getting paid fifty a season or fifty over the life of the contract? I thought it was fifty a season. I think it is fifty a season. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. Jalen Brown, the Celtics just did the biggest trade, biggest contract in the NBA, and it just hit fifty million a year. So okay, that's that's the new highest contract. A year. Max is currently fifty-five million a year, so it's actually right. higher than Steph Curry. So he's yeah, he makes more than anyone in the NBA, and he gets to drive a car. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, true. Athlete sweat. But that's a thing. Like, imagine that they you only have two people on your team, and you're paying one of them more than the highest paid athlete in the NBA, which is that's a good point. Like, but that's a that's a huge chunk of money. To be dishing out to one person. That's insane. Yeah, until 2028. Yeah, he's guaranteed that for the next four or five years. That's fucking nuts. To be to be given a five, what was that, a five-year or six-year? A six-year, $50 million contract? That's a long contract to be given that kind of money. Like, how that's long crazy. is the average contract in the NBA no. or the NFL? I didn't realize like, it was that close high. That probably. That's what I'm saying. Fifty million for he he signed at the end of twenty one, I think, for until twenty twenty eight. Like that's a fucking long contract to be making, and for that much money, that's a that's a guaranteed three hundred and fifty three hundred to three hundred fifty million dollars. That's gross. Let's see when yeah, when does average. it end? Twenty twenty eight. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's, and I bet you after that he retires. Anyway, we'll talk about that more about that later because we went to, we still haven't even got to yeah, the we second got off track a bit. because it's okay. We're allowed to get off track because number yeah, nine. Yeah, we're talking about those trash. So let's go back. We were talking about those trash Alphatari drivers. We had the yeah. ninth. Uh, so they're you, you don't think that either of them deserve to be in the Red Bull seat? Oh no, I mean I I don't know. I mean it makes sense if they're playing Moneyball, but I was just saying like uh, back to the standings. I think Ricardo would take a Red Bull seat for cheap. Probably. And he'd probably do decent, but I don't know if... Yeah, and with, I think he'd do better than Perez. I mean, they would still win the Constructors just because Max is going to carry that team. They're so it kind of doesn't matter who is in that second seat. That's actually kind of true, yes. Um, so the ninth team in the standings is Alfa Romeo, which I thought they were going to be better. I was very wrong. Yeah, they this have is a, potentially our largest points. miss. Yeah, they have nine points right now. And I actually do not think this is our biggest miss either. So, so um, what is the story here? Like their drivers, what are they doing? Uh, I just don't think they're doing anything. Hungry was the biggest disappointment. Waffles, I know you watched that. Uh, oh, they yeah. had their best starting position ever, <laughs> fifth and seventh, I believe. And they had a mechanical problem with Joe off the start, so he dropped down. And caused an accident with um, Daniel Ricardo, and Bottas ended up just dropping out of the points. Like they just had a horrid. They just have no pace. They're just so far off everyone. It's besides the Alphatari's. It's just bad. And I I had high hopes for Bottas and Joe. I thought Bottas was gonna be a regular point scorer. Is it a dis- is this a disappointment? Like how ba- how big? Yeah. I mean not. No, just they're just kind of like 
nowhere. I'm Alfa Romeo. I don't really. See, I mean, considering you maybe you had high hopes for the season, but I think looking at the car at the start of the season through maybe some testing, it's like you don't, you can't get to those expectations. So you're definitely going to have to lower them. And I think to those lowered expectations, they're doing still pretty poor, but not as big of a letdown because. Well, how much longer is the team going to exist even? When does Audi take over? Is when Audi will take over. So they don't even. Oh, that's interesting. Have, I didn't think about that. Yeah, so in, when the engine change happens, they won't even be Alfa Romeo anymore. Sauber, yeah. Yeah. So, man, I wonder how that be, actually does impact um, a racing team. I actually, okay, so my prediction, and I think Waffles will agree, when Alfa Romeo becomes Audi, they pick up Mick Schumacher because Audi is a German brand and they will want a German driver, a young German driver behind the wheel. Hmm. And He's back with Mercedes right now, right? He's Mercedes reserve driver, but I guarantee they'll be happy to bring him back. Bring back Seb. I th- I said that. Okay, that's here's my crazy prediction. Here's my hot takes. It, when Audi come back in 2026, the two drivers are Seb and Mick Schumacher. Ooh, that is a hot take. Because you have a veteran. F1 world champion who can give you solid feedback about the car, okay. and then you have a young driver who has the potential I to be like it. into a champion. But how old is Seb going to be in that year, 2026? He'll be 38 or 39. Almost He's 36 40. now, so he'll be about 39. I don't know. I mean, Hamilton and Alonso are 38 and 40. Alonso's 40... What? No, he's forty. Yeah. No, he's forty-two. 42, he just turned. He just turned. He just turned forty-two. Yeah. So I mean, you know, and you only need Seb for two or three years. You don't need him for a long time. You just need yeah. feedback on the car. You know, he's a yeah. four-time world champion. He knows what the car is. You're kind of just going I out guarantee, to get like a, I guarantee a data that's what, season. Look at Aston Martin. They had him for a couple of years. He moved on, but they had all the information from him, and they made an amazing car the next year. Not that the car is yeah. obviously not as great as it was at the beginning of the year. No, but, you make a good point though. That he did like that last year was his last year, right? I guarantee they would not be where they were without Sebastian Vettel at all, not even close. Well, maybe we just skip to them. Where are where were they on our rankings? We actually that's one of the few picks that we got exactly right. The Aston Martin, yeah, right at three. They're up there. Yeah, no, we'll we'll get to them. Um, well, then we'll just go next to uh, eighth place with eleven. Seventh and eighth are, I believe, tied. Um, Haas is eighth with 11 points. Yep. Uh, we had them P17, P16, Nico and Kevin, which is honest to God, like pretty spot on. Um, let me see where they are sitting in the constructors championships. Oh, they're in eighth as well. So 14, 14th and 18th. So we, we weren't too far off with, uh, with Haas. We were very close with Haas. They're again. They started the season off looking good. Got a couple points, and then after that, just kind of fell off. Not much to it. Yeah, they seem like a boring team. I'm mad they're not getting replaced. Yeah, they're, it sucks because they're America's team too. Nah. So you, they you kind of want them to history. do good. No, they're a new team. I mean, and their their history's pretty chalked with. Uh, was it rich, rich, rich? Yeah, they had a lot of scandal, like financial scandals in their past. So, oh, 
This yeah. wasn't the team that uh, had the Russian kid driving for him. Yeah, it is. Oh, yes, it was. That's see, that's that's just one of them. So was, then, if you look, then if you could look, you if you ever want to find anything interesting about Haas, also look up Rich Energy. They got absolutely destroyed by another scandal. That might be it's another episode. Yeah, it's been rough for Haas over the years. Um, it's, like I said, it's a disappointment because they're the only team that operates out of the United States. And, and they just can't seem yeah. to figure it out. Oh, it's sad. It's sad, honestly. Um, but we'll move into what I think is the my biggest miss and the greatest surprise of the year so far. Mm-hmm. P7, Williams, with 11 points. We had Logan yeah. Sargent and Alex Albon at P20 and P19. True. And, I mean, I, Alex Albon is currently sitting <laughs> P13 in the standings after we gave him P19. And I feel like he deserves an apology because he has scored that is plenty a of real points. He's had, bro, he's had a great season in that Williams so far. Logan Sargent, sorry, bro. We kind of got you right. You haven't really done anything so far, but Alex Albon's been absolutely killing it this season so far. I mean, he's not last. Sergeant isn't. He is no. a place higher than what we picked. No, he, he is above the driver who was removed from F one, yeah. and then the driver who replaced him. You're Look, right. technically on the standings, there's he's ahead of two people. That's true, but he's the only he's the only driver who has been on this grid the full year so far and not scored a point. <laughs> Trying to make excuses for the American here. Come on, man. Help me out. It's okay. Um, I honestly think that Alex Albon is having an amazing season for the car he's in. So I think that Williams is still, if, if not the worst, tied for the worst car. But he just uses it to his advantage. Like, what it's good at it to his advantage. I think he's driving excellent. Interesting. Interesting take. What do, you, what, what do you think of the Waffles? I don't think the Williams is really the worst car. It might be the second worst car. Because okay. I think Alcatari is still just yeah, a terrible car. I mean, a Formula E champion can't get it right. And a person who's been in the team for three years can't get it right. Two, three years. I mean, could I be agree with you on that. car. But I don't think the Yeah, the Williams, I mean, you had a rookie and he's... I feel like he's closed the gap from him to Elon decently. Until his skill grab at points. the beginning of the season. He needs to score a yeah. point to prove himself this season. He needs to score one. Monza, Monza's probably his best. If you can score points in Monza, then that's good. Because DeVries could too, you know? I won't lie, DeVries might have been... I mean, that gave everybody high hopes for DeVries. That's yeah. why he wasn't able to perform later, because the expectations were too lofty. Yeah, do, you think, do we think he came over. in a little overhyped? Yes. Yes. 100%. I mean, a P9 on your debut at first time ever, getting two points. That's for good. For that, a, I don't think any points. For a team at the time, that was really, really bad, yeah. That was... He was like... Yeah, he was looking... They were thinking he might be the number one driver. They thought he was like him. And he was not him. <laughs> is this like a pretty big miss? Like, is there anything in recent history that you can think of that... Was as big of like a oh he's the next guy, and then it wasn't in Formula One. I don't really think so. I mean, everybody thought Joe was going to be actually horrible because everybody thought Joe was a paid driver. 
Yeah. Um, he bought his way into the Formula One, but he actually is doing pretty decent. I think he's doing it pretty evenly with Bottas around the season, this season. About every weekend. Yeah, they're both right Piastri there. Could be, you could say Piastri, but Piastri's done really well with what he's had, even though he's still a mile or two behind Norris. We're actually up to there because next in the standings, P6 is Alpine, who we got fairly right. We put at P12 and P11. And um, I actually think Gasly is P12. So we got that one dead on. Oh, we got it pretty close, actually. And, and then Akon's 10. Yeah. yeah. And we, they, they're exactly what we thought we were doing. They were going to be doing. They're kind of the best of the rest. Um, yeah, nothing really in particular, although they've had a pretty – they should have more points. They've had a lot of issues. They had Australia where they took I each other out. Principal. Yeah, they lost their team principal. Like, they lost a bunch of their staff. They had a, a double DNF crashing into each other in Australia. They had a double DNF getting crashed into in Hungary. Hmm. They've had they've had a lot of penalties. They've just they I feel like right they're uh, yeah they're very I think they're underperforming. I think they could be doing a lot better than they are. What well, feels I like think, there's a lot of points left on the board for them. Yeah, a hundred percent. They sh- they realistically. Let's see where they are on the points. What were you going to say, Waffles? I was going to say, do we, I was going to actually say what Pat Dogs better say. I don't think, I think if they could probably perform, they could, might be able to catch up with McLaren if they ride yeah. behind McLaren a little bit. They should They're have been closer. 46 points behind McLaren. And, and oh, the, you have what, 11, 10 weekends? Yeah. It feels like a lot of time. But McLaren's form is unbeatable right now. Well, I was going to say, we're going to the next, because in fifth right now is McLaren with 103 points. Only two podiums, but those podiums have been of recent. Um, we put Piastri at P14 as he is sitting at P11. We had Lando P9 and he's P8. So we weren't too far off. No. But McLaren's form has drastically turned around in the past two weekends. They went from horrid to what the hell, they're on the podium every race. Outside of Red Bull, obviously, are they possibly the hottest team in Formula One going into summer breaks? I would say so. Do you think so? I would would say maybe along with Mercedes, because Ferrari was Ferrari's expectations, which we'll obviously get to later, or that they would stay high. They didn't, which we'll get to later again. But McLaren, I mean, they came from a horrible Bahrain Grand Prix. I mean, Piastri oh. DNS on his debut, 13 laps in. Norris DNFs later with the hydraulic issues. So it's already a double DNF on the first race. Last year, they were terrible at Bahrain. Yeah. Like they finished P16, P18, or something like that. I mean, they. Everybody thought they got the regulations wrong. I think towards the end of last season they did decently, but I mean, the, they're not strong starters. No, in the first half of the the majority of the first part of the season, they were just slow. They were not competitive. You never think they'd get a podium this season. No, and then all of a sudden they pulled the most ridiculous pace ever out. Like even in Spa, where Lando had a horrible 
set up for the weekend, still pulled out points. Like, very impressive from McLaren. We were ripping on Zach Brown, and I we like to believe that he hurt our. Yeah, pretty hard. I think he, that he was, hurt us, and we lit the fire. Yeah, you know, it gets he got hot, calling for his job. He brought the guys in for a drivers only meeting and told them start driving better. Now here's possibly one of the. Or they stole a secret misses. formula from Red Bull or something like that. Here's one of our bigger misses. P4 and the constructors. Ferrari at 191 points. Mm-hmm. Charles P5. Carlos P7. And we had them third, third and fourth. Yeah, collectively, Woo! this is a pretty big miss. Uh, I was just saying, Ferraris are boys. So I know that it's been. The car has looked. It's like a combination of, I don't think the team is ever on the same page. Well, because I want your input on this. Just as an outsider, like, I don't know what they do, but, like, it, they never this seem to be. a complicated one. So, Ferrari, I believe, have, with this Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc thing, they've tried to run with basically two first, first drivers. There's no second driver. And I personally think that this season... Carlos Sainz, hot take, Carlos Sainz has been better than Leclerc in consistency. And I think that consistency carries over. Right now, he's just a better driver, making less less mishaps. And I think if Ferrari doesn't start prioritizing, which happened last season, if they don't prioritize one of those drivers, or just maybe a little bit, they're going to keep losing out on points. I think you're right in that, because as of right now, they're only separated by seven points. And Charles has three podiums. Carlos has zero, which I think that just means that Carlos is more consistently in the does. top yeah. five, and Charles might get a podium, but then has a bad race the next race. Like Carlos, I think you're right. Carlos is much more consistent in getting that Ferrari up there and not having mistakes. Ferrari had very high expectations this season, so yeah. I'm. it was surprising to see them fall down this bad. I mean, maybe not compete with the Red Bull's expectation level, but I mean... P2 and not even getting that. Good thing to, yeah. for them to go into the break with a podium at Spa, though. Yeah. That's a, a minimum, I would say, if I'm a Ferrari manager. So moving past a team that disappointed us to a team that has been at least blowing, blowing away expectations for the majority of the first part of the season. They've been a little out of form as of late, but um, we have Aston Martin in third with 196 points. We had Alonzo at P6. I mean, Ryan, this is our big one. Alonzo P6, Lance P10, and Lance is P9. Alonzo is P3. Best of the rest from the Red Bulls. Like, that's... It's exciting. the only pick that we got right. Yeah. Um, or not only pick, but it's it's like, I, I think this is probably the best call that we... Yeah, made. we said Fernando was going to kill it, and... We might not have been dead on, but we were right when it came to, like, Aston Martin has looked phenomenal this season. They haven't had as much pace the past two races or so, but who knows? It could just be a hiccup. They've, I mean, still for Fernando to be third in the constru- or third in the drivers and for them to be third in the constructors compared to where they were last year, it's been a mm-hmm. massive, massive, massive turnaround. I think if, and if we're picking between... Ferrari or Aston Martin, if one of those teams is going to catch Mercedes, if I had to pick right now, I'm probably picking Aston Martin. 
Yeah, 100%. I agree. I think I think Aston Martin and McLaren are going to come to close battles soon. And I think it, I think by the end of the season, those two teams come together. It'll be constructors. It'll be interesting to see how like spots three through five play out. You know, like who's going to be the first one out from like the top of the field? Who's going to be yeah. like maybe somebody who's poking up at that top three? No, yeah, I hundred percent agree. I've been kind of doing that lately, where it's been actually in the races. I just ignore who's in P one. It's always the same answer. Just remind me, what? How many points is first place again? Twenty-five. Okay, so I mean, this three through five—they're only a difference of about a hundred points. Yeah. So it's like that's a couple of weekends where you get up there in the podium, which both teams are capable of. I think McLaren, Ferrari, and Aston Martin are all possible. At least get one guy in the podium with the other that's guy in saying, the points. If I mean, realistically, even if Max and Sergio win every single race, one, two. There's still always that third podium spot available. So, and I think the only thing Ferrari has going for him is kind of what Waffle said about how they have two number one drivers. Like, of the the top five, Ferrari, Red Bull, and Mercedes are like the only team that I could see having like a double podium. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't know. McLaren could too. I think now, as of late, McLaren would be that fourth team, but I I would just need to see it from Piastri. Yeah. No, I. I absolutely agree. Then we'll be moving on to what is Waffle's favorite team and a team that I personally have a hard time being big fans of. We have in second place right now with 247 points. About Honestly, it's less than half of the points that Red Bull have. We have Mercedes. With them sitting, Hamilton sitting P4, Russell P6, and we were off by one for both of these. We were one ahead for both of them. So we uh, we actually expected them to be doing a little worse than they are. Mercedes has turned their season around. Their entire car, their concept, from how much they were struggling to getting back to the form they're not in the same form as Red Bull yet, but they've definitely turned around lately. I'm going to go ahead and credit that to the side pods you that they've so? applied to their car. Definitely has made everything absolutely easier. I mean, we see the old Lewis, not the old Lewis, but a better version of Lewis. 2022 Lewis was horrendous. He lost out to Russell in almost every aspect. I don't know. I think we are seeing old Lewis because he uh, he really likes to make contact with the back right corner of Red Bulls. So <laughs> That is true. Lewis well, does have an addiction to Red Bull, right? Rears. It's it's insane how often he's made contact with one, but that's beside the point. Not going to get into I'm, that. I'm a little naive. I thought you were talking about the podcast again. I thought we were getting credit for the Mercedes comeback. Oh, the, I mean, I guess, I guess so. Yeah, because we we did say that they were going to be better. No, but what did they actually do to the car? Oh no, no, no! Well, they changed their side pods up, so they had a zero side pod concept. Um, so now they're, they've kind of had, they do have side pods much like the rest of the field. It's and a, does this have to do with like the streamlinedness of it? Like if you're talking zero side pods, yeah, it's a whole, new, yeah, it's a whole new air. It's a whole new aerodynamic concept. Like they completely changed their car. Interesting. Yeah. They had to. They were so that, I mean, that would be like the, the second team to look at is, is it possible 
Do we think that Mercedes could rattle off some wins, steal them from Max, and potentially threaten that constructors? I think if anything happens to Max, Lewis Hamilton will be the first person to pick up the pieces. Yep, I agree. If anything happens to Max, Sergio is definitely not in a spot right now where he can 100% guarantee a win. No. I think and if that's Lewis why... finds out that Max DNFs or something happens to Max, he's going to take... He's gonna like, have motivation to take full advantage of it because he wants he's frothing for another win. Hmm. I mean, what would that? Days. What would that season have to look like for Mercedes? Like the second half, how many wins would they have to get to even one? No, I mean, um, like I... to get like, is there a chance Mercedes can catch Red Bull? No, no. Barring, no. it would require like Max to break his leg. I'll tell you this. Yeah. I'll tell you this. Max's current points in his driver's points is 314. Mercedes' current constructor points is 247. Max is single-handedly beating Mercedes. And Checo's still in second place for drivers. Red Bull have twice the points of Mercedes right now. Red Bull have 503. Mercedes have 247. It's not even close. Max is that's okay. So I guess we can move forward to that. Yeah, I mean, let's just lump this into our Red Bull conversation. Yeah, Red Bull. Uh, We guessed exactly would be right. I did not think it'd be this much of a difference with Sergio at 189 points, Max at 314. Max is having the season of his career, the season of his life, one of the greatest seasons in the history of F1. One of the most dominant seasons of all time. I people can hate on him. People can find F one boring because of him. Let's. But can I try to? I'm going to ask some questions to put it in perspective. How many more wins does he need to get a record here? Most wins in a season. Yeah. He could break several records. He could clinch the title the earliest as well. Yeah, so he could clinch the title the earliest. He could have. I believe it's most podiums in a season, which was 17. Uh, Max currently has 12 of the 20. Is it 24 waffles or 23 this season? It's 23. So Max already has 12 of 23 podiums. He only needs six more to break the record. He's going to be the earliest to clinch the title. He could have most race wins. Does he already have most race wins in a season? Yes. Yeah, he, he said that, that yet last year. He can break it again. He can go ahead and break uh, it yeah, again. Yeah, he can continuously break that. He could have most consecutive wins, which is would be he's at eight. Vettel's is nine, so he needs to win the next two races to beat that. Um, yeah, I, it's just with I don't know how to break it to people like with the, with the car, the the Max for stack Max for stepping. Like Red Bull and him driver package right now, I think is untouchable for the foreseeable future. Oh, yeah, yeah. The two of them are match made in heaven, and then you look, their second driver has 189 points that would put him at fifth on the whole grid. It's in the constructors, yeah. Like he'd have more points, alone. their second driver would have more points than half of the teams mm-hmm. on the grid. That's what I'm saying. That's another thing is like, I wonder if like, if you had Hamilton in that second seat at Red Bull, where would they be? Would they have oh. just would they have just won two to every single race? That's why I'm like saying they should just spend the money. I was mentioning that earlier. Like, don't play money ball. Give us what we want. 
give us the two best drivers of a generation on the same team and just let them run up the numbers. It would be very interesting. But um, no, I just think that yeah, as of right now, like, and it's not uh, it's not Red Bull's. Everyone's like, oh, Red Bull. No, it's 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 up to the other teams to catch up. It's not Red Bull's fault that Max is so dominant in this car because obviously the. Obviously, not everyone's dominant in the car. I mean, Sergio's still obviously in second place, but he hasn't won every race, and he hasn't got yeah. second every race. Like He certainly hasn't looked like Max has, because Max is literally the greatest to ever drive a car. I think that you could argue. he is I think that he is just at his the peak of his career. Mm-hmm. I think that he's so far ahead of everyone that he's so like relaxed that doesn't bother him. And I just think that he's already accomplished his goal of getting world champion, so he just does not. I think he just drives to drive. Like right now, he just has no one to even compete with him. Like, he's also he might has the chance to retire when he's done. I mean, he practices sim racing with GTE with a bunch of esports teams, so it's a very big possibility that we see him go to a different series. And other ones, yep. Win the triple crown. Yep, the triple crown. I've, said, I've been saying it for like a year now. He's going. He's going to be the next driver. He's going to be the second driver to ever get the triple crown. What's the That's what he round? wants. Winning the Monaco Grand Prix, winning the Indy 500, and then winning the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Mm. He's already won Monaco. All he has to do is win the other two. And there's, I mean, let's be real. If you're an IndyCar team or a Le Mans team and Max Verstappen has to race for you or makes a team, you're not, I mean, you know it's going to be good. You're, so, not, you're not saying no to that. No. Guys, thank you. No, 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 Ryan. Thank you. I oh, insist. Please. You're guys. such a great host. Waffles, thank you for coming on as well. We always thank appreciate you for being here. So yeah, we'll uh next episode we'll be I'll be back. We'll all be back. We'll be discussing a little topic that I uh thought would be interesting. Yeah. You can catch you can catch Pat, us on our next episode. Pat, yes. Tease it. Tease it. Let me cook, let me cook. Catch us next time. Next episode we'll be going over a little thing Pat Dog has created and put the research into. Going to go over into a little bit of detail on some of the speculation on what could happen and what Red Bull would be like if things did happen differently throughout the entire season. Season without Max. Yeah, we're calling it a season, season without Max. Without Max. Oh, he, I mean, right I'm now he's driving. Be. He's driving to the Max, so. <laughs> All right. And we'll also do probably some predictions some yeah, well, for the second half of the season. I'll, I'll already throw out my hot take for the rest of the season. Max wins the championship. You heard it here first, folks. Cold take. Yeah, it's a cold. <laughs> not even. No, that's not, ice not cold. Hot. It's cold. Yeah, ice cold. Oh, no, no, that was happening. a bold, bold take. Bro, the first time I heard that, it was snowing outside. <laughs> all right. Well, it looks like we'll wrap up there then. And uh, yeah, we'll thanks for listening, guys. Next, see you all in the next episode. Peace. Da 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 da.